Welcome to a new show of mine. I'm calling it um, an audio discussion. So I, I really didn't give anybody any advanced warning that I was going to do this. Otherwise, um, I'm sure James and Lee would have been uh, had it out there. I decided at the last second that I was going to do this. So I hope somebody can find it since I didn't let our team know that I was going to do it and they didn't get a chance to promote it. Um, but I just decided that I wanted to go ahead and start with this today. Um, what I'm going to use this particular show for is when I see a word that is really put on my heart and I just want to dig into it a little bit, um, I'm just going to call it an audio discussion because audio means letter, you know, and the words are made up of letters of Hebrew letters. And I like to break them down to their pictographs. So um, that's what we're going to do here on this particular show. So let me just jump right in today and share what I wanted to share with you today. So the word that I had on my heart uh, was stand therefore. I just kind of woke up with that on my heart and was like, okay, what? Well, let's dig in. So I knew I knew, you know, that that comes from Ephesians when I woke up and that was like the very first thing on my mind. So I went right to Ephesians 6, chapter uh, chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, which says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in Yahweh and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of Elohim that you may, able, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, right? Okay, so there's the word stand, and then it goes on and says, 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principles, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Elohim, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Okay, so if we're going to be able to stand, we're going to have to have truth wrapped around our most vulnerable organs, right? (laughs) Our loins, okay? So stand, therefore. So I wanted to look at what is this word stand? So stand is out of our Greek, out of the Strong's, um, all of the Hebrew words start with the letter H and give a number. When we're looking at the Greek, they start with a G and give a number. So to stand is G2476. Hastimi. Okay. I, I Please don't count on me for pronunciation. I probably butcher every Hebrew or Greek word that I might try to share with you. Hello, Bridal Armor. Good to see you. Um, Hope you can, I'm doing this impromptu. I was explaining in the beginning. I just decided at the last minute I was going to start doing a show where we dig in a little bit to words and and I show people a little bit about how I dig into words. So I think that's right up in, right up in your alley. We had discussed this a little bit and hopefully this will be a blessing to you. Okay, so the word we're digging into is stand, G2476, S-T-E-M-E. All right, so we find it also in Colossians 4.12. And it says, Ephras, who is one of you, a servant of Yahushua HaMashiach, salutes you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. And so what is he praying for us? He's praying that we may stand, right? That we may be able to, to enact this word, hestimi to stand perfect and complete in the will of Elohim. So when when I dig into Greek words, I like to use the Thayer definitions. I just feel like Thayer gives a really good definition and for when we're dealing with Greek. And then when I go over to the Hebrew, I'm always looking at the Brown Driver Briggs. Okay, so... But I like using everything. I, I, you know, we just can't get past the wonderful tool that Strong's gives us by coding everything with these numbers so that we can find things and make the connections, right? So looking in Thayer's Hestimi, to stand means to stand in the presence of others before judges in the Sanhedrin. So I thought that was very interesting. So he's telling us we're going to have to stand up strong in the presence sometimes of even religious authority to be firm, fixed and established to stand in order to keep a family or a kingdom intact. So what are we doing? What's the purpose of standing when it tells us stand therefore, right against these powers, principalities? Um, wickedness and it is it is in order to stand 
for Yahusha's kingdom and his people. That's why we're doing it. There's a purpose behind this standing, you know? So we're it's to keep his kingdom intact. We're standing in order to escape to safety. Okay. As we stand, right, it kind of um, points a way, a direction for others who are looking for safety. To stand for the purpose of upholding or sustaining the authority or force of something. We are standing in recognition of the authority of the kingdom of Yahusha, right? We are to stand to be steadfast of mind, to display the quality of one who does not hesitate or waver right? What a wonderful definition that is. Okay. So going on, I found more about this particular word. It was mentioned here in 2 Timothy 2.15. Is that where I found it? All right. I'm trying to remember. I had done this a little while ago and put it together. So I'm going back through old notes, honestly. So anyway, I, this was a connecting verse and let's see why we'll see why together. Second Timothy 2, 15 through 19, study to show yourself approved unto Elohim, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because we're to put truth on like a, around our loins, right? We're to gird up our loins with truth. That's part of our standing. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase in, unto more wickedness. It's like it just is a, it's like a, a something, a snowball rolling downhill. It just gets bigger as it goes, right? It just increases unto the wickedness. And their word will eat as does a canker of whom is Hyamanus and Philetus. So he was having trouble with people that had come into the fold that were promoting things that were not right. Okay. And this is Paul having, Paul and Timothy having these problems with people who concerning the truth, they have aired saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. He's saying what they're teaching, this heresy that they're teaching is cause causing some to lose hope, to lose faith. And it's erroneous. It, it's a bad word. It's it's error, right? So they're preaching Yah's word, but they're doing it in a spirit of error. Nevertheless, the foundation of Elohim stands sure. So that's that word, histemi. It stands, right? Let's go back and look at that for one second. So Right here, it's saying the foundation of Elohim stands sure, okay? To stand in the presence of others before the judges in Sanhedrin, to be fixed, to be firm, fixed, and established, to stand in order to keep a family or kingdom intact, okay? For the purpose of upholding, sustaining authority or force of something, right? To stand to be steadfast of mind, to display the quality of one who does not hesitate or waver. So again, this is exactly what's happening. The foundation of Elohim stands. It's, there's nothing wavering about Yah's foundation, right? Having this seal, 
Yahweh knows them that are his and let everyone that names the name of Mashiach depart from iniquity. So I also wanted to look, take a look now, let's dig into this a little bit, because what does he tell us to do when he tells us to stand in this histemi, he says, with the belt of truth, gird about your loins, okay? So this, it's this Ruach of Amet, okay, which was given to us as a gift on Shavuot, um, by Yahusha, our bridegroom gives us this gift of being able to stand in truth. And so we're looking at it. Here's the modern script um, without any vowel pointings added. And then here it is in the pictograph script. So we've got Ruach, right? So every time we're dealing with the Ruach, we're dealing with the Resh, a Vav, and a Het. The Resh, the Vav, and the Het right here. So this Resh look at it. It's very, I love, this is why I love the pictograph. You can see there's a man right there. Okay. And then it even highlights where his hair would be or where his brain would be. What's going on in his mind? What is he thinking about? Right. Everything starts right here. Okay. And then we have a Vav. There's the Vav in the modern. Here it is down here in the pictograph. And so what are we looking at? We're looking at something that connects, right? It's something like a, a nail driven in, um, something that connects two things together. So the mind is being connected to, this is a het, and a het is like a fence or a wall, something that divides one thing from another, okay? So... What I got is the Ruach, okay, is when we're, our Ruach is taking our thoughts connected to the fence that we're, whatever fence we've put ourselves in, right? There's, there's a place of the wicked and there's a place of Yah. Both places are, are fenced in, right? And so our Ruach is going to operate according to whatever we we connect ourselves to. Okay, there's always that antonym and contronym. Okay, uh, thank you, Bridal Armor. I'm so glad that that you're finding it amazing. I'm I'm glad you are, Nina. <laughs> Love to see you here. Um, so so our mind is connected to the fence, right? Now let's look at this word for truth. This emet. Okay, so it starts with an olive right here. And you can see it. Here's the modern. Here's the pictograph meaning. Okay. So we've got an ox head, right? The ox head is always like the crown glory, the strength that the numbers that are associated with letters are very important. Okay. Aleph, when we look at that is representative of the number one. So what do we know about the number one? Number one is in every other letter. It's in everything, right? But no other number is in it. So we could say that the olive, the crown, the, the first strength, it, it's the first letter for Abba, right? Our father. So I always see this. This is the first, the crowning strength, the glory, right? He is in everything, but not everything is in him, right? 
He's one. It's number one. Okay. So then what's next here? It's emet, right? And so this, this meth right here is the mem. Okay. In the modern script, it's not at the end of the word. So it's got a little opening right there. If it was at the end, it would be all closed up. Okay. Because they have sophites in the modern script. But right here in the pictograph, we just see it right here and you can see it. It's the waves of water. Okay. It is always like representing a wave. There's energy in that. There's a wave pattern in that. Um, you know, so, so that's very interesting there. Um, you can't rein it in or, or, or control it once it's, once that energy, once that, you know, I, I love it in Job, we can care to, we can kind of compare it to y'all ask us, hi, Dan, good to see you here. Y'all ask us, you know, can you measure out the, the oceans in your hand? Did you do that, Job? He's asking him, were you there when I did that? You know, and of course, mankind was not there when, when he did that. So this mem also the seas, the scripture, we see a picture of, of chaos, right? Because if you've ever watched water, water takes the place of least resistance, right? It's going to flow in the easiest place for it to get through. When you see it coming down off of the mountain, it's going to flow to that place, right? Um, it's eventually going to end up as not pure, but as it goes through the process, it, it ends up in the seas where it's become full of salt and mud and silt and sand and different things. And it's churned up and it's powerful and it's flowing together in huge, uh, tremendous waves, you know, and, and we can't drink it at that point in order to, for the water to be usable for us again, like, you know, it, it talks about the pure water of the word. It has to go through the whole process of, of evaporation, right, from the seas and coming up back into the clouds and then being released in the form of rain and snow. And think about that. Where does it land? It's up on the mountaintop. And so at that point, we're talking about something that is pure, something that is drinkable, something that would nourish someone. Now compare that to the water of the word, you know, that of Yah's word, right? He says that he cleanses us by the washing of the water of his word. And so, yes, purification. Thank you. That's, that's it. It's a purification process, right? And so this is an analogy. When, when we look at scripture, everything that we see it's been done from an agricultural viewpoint, which is why I love going back to the pictographs because he's teaching everything in a very simple form by what we see. It's more difficult for us because we don't live that way. We've been far removed from that type of thing and we live in a technological society, right? But when we go back to the purity of things, it is. It's the water table purification. You know, it's it's like when you're homeschooling your kids and you're teaching them about the water table. Nothing, no drop of water 
ever leaves completely. Let's think about this, right? It comes down, right? Yah created it, right? He put it all in place. Now it cycles, right? And I do believe it's a purification cycle. So it cycles. The sun comes out, it beams down on the ocean, the water evaporates in a mist type of atmosphere, it collects in the clouds, it rains down upon the, the mountains and the land, right? It filters through, it goes into streams that go into rivers that go into the ocean. In the meantime, we are mainly water that the biggest percentage, I believe in adults, it's right around the issue of, of 75% for children. It's higher, right? And so we drink water, we consume water, water comes out of our body, goes back into the ground, filters back through and the, and, and the whole thing starts all over. It's a cycle, right? That's why I say no drop of water. Every drop that he ever created is still active, alive. Well, it's on the planet, you know, it's just in some form of the water table cycle. Okay. I stayed on that long enough. <laughs> Let's go on. All right. So now looking at this, Amet, what is truth? The crown strength has overcome this chaos. It's over the chaos, right? Um, of this world, because it's always in scripture when you look at like which way the masses of humanity follow, what path they're following. It's always the, the chaotic path. That's where, you know, that's why it's, there's a wide path that leads to destruction, right? But there is a very narrow path that leads to the gate. Yeah. It is amazing, isn't it, Dan? That that's, that's basically what we are, <laughs> is water. <laughs> yep. Water mixed with some clay, right? Dirt. Okay, so um, that crown of strength overcomes the chaos of this world. And what's it trying to, what's it designed to do? What is the chaos for? It is to keep us from that covenant connection, right? Truth is the crown strength, being able to put our eyes on the Father and and not be caught up in the chaos, but rather the Father's covenant, staying connected in that and not being dissuaded by the chaos that goes on. And that is, you know, that spirit, that Ruach of Amet. Okay, so there's our little Odeo picture. Now I wanted to show you just a couple of other things in here. So I'm going to read some scripture so it'll make sense for you. Yes, distraction. It, we are always trying to be, the, the, that is what the adversary does, distract us, try to get us off the truth. I mean, have you ever been right in the middle of a study and you're finally, you know, or a revelation, you're reading the word and, and that's when everything in the world starts coming against us, right? You know, the phone rings, the dog barks, the kids get in a fight, you know, something, uh, our husband calls with a work emergency there. It's always 
like that. You know, it's a real battle to stay in that zone and, and not be distracted by the things of this world. Okay, let's read this in Isaiah 25. I'm starting in verse one. Oh, Yahweh, I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. They are emet, okay? For you have made a city a heap of a defense city, a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city. It shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify you. The city of the terrible nations shall fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat. When the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. I have to read it from over here. You shall bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, even the heat with the shadow of a cloud. The branch of the terrible one shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall Yahweh Zavaot make unto all people a feast of fat things a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees, well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all the people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death and victory and Adonai Yahweh will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth for Yahweh has spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our Elohim. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is Yahweh. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his Yeshua. For in this mountain shall the hand of Yahweh rest and Moab shall be trodden down under him, even as straw is trodden trodden down for the dunghill and he spread forth his hands in the midst of them as he that swims spreads forth his hands to swim and he shall bring down their pride together with the spoils of their hands and the fortress of the high fort of your walls shall he bring down lay low and bring to the ground even to the dust no, notice all the metaphors to water it's really interesting in this one right in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Yehuda. We have a strong city. Yahusha, um, Yeshua will Elohim appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation, which guards, guards, right? Emet, which guards Emet may enter in. That's our job, right? It's the righteous that guard Emet. That's why he's telling us, stand there for with it girded literally about your loins, right? Wear it around you. Wear that, that ruach of Emet around your most vulnerable parts, okay? You will guard him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust you in Yahweh forever, for in Yah, Yahweh is everlasting strength. This is where our strength comes from, right? 
I found another connection here. It comes from Proverbs verses, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. It says, My son, forget not my Torah, but let your heart guard my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your, your neck. There it is right there with the truth. He, this time he's telling you wear it like a necklace, right? Put it right around you where your throat is, where your words come out. Okay. Write them upon the table of your heart. Okay. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of Elohim and man, right? This, this literal standing for truth, you know, it enables us to have favor, not just with Yah, but also with, with man. You know, this is something that I pray for my husband before he leaves on the day, because he's got to deal with all kinds of people all day long and you never know. So I just, I thank Yah that Robert is a man that has favor with Yah and other men, whether they understand why they favor him or not matters not to us, right? We don't care whether they understand it or not, but because he's a man who walks and stands for truth, I can pray this and believe it in faith because, because this is the word, this is the promise. People will 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 give you favor and they don't even know why they want to give you favor, but it comes from this principle, okay? Thank you, Nina. I really appreciate your comments there. I'm going to show it that she says this is so beautiful. And thank you. Well, I really appreciate that. That's that's why I do this is because I love you guys and I love sharing y'all's word. Okay. So now into um, Psalm 25, 1 through 5. It says, unto you, O Yahweh, do I lift my soul. O Elohai, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on you be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me your ways, O Yahweh. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth. Lead me in your amet. And teach me. For you are the Elohim of my Yeshua, and on you do I wait all the day. Now, when I went back to this word, um, hestimi, hestimi, the one for stand. Let me get back to it. Okay, so it is G2476. I want to show you something. I want to show you how I find some things, right? So let me get back to this last little part here. I didn't do this on a PowerPoint, so y'all just have to forgive me scrolling through all my stuff. So when I looked at this, and I'm going to show you how I look at it, okay? This word, hastimi, is used 156 times in the Besorah. So that means within the New Testament scriptures, right, this word, stand, okay, is used 156 times. So first off, you know, I would probably to dig in, I'm going to, if I really want to understand this one word stand and, and by doing this, I'm going to learn so much 
in the Greek and in the Hebrew and in the fullness of scriptures, right? This is how I do word studies, okay? Sometimes like I will write out longhand every verse sometimes that I find when I'm really trying to study something. When Robert and I lost everything, when I got so sick and we had to go live in the campground for a year, right? Um, hope. I knew I needed hope. So I looked up every instance where the word hope was in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. And I found it just translated in English 134 times, I believe it was. And I wrote every scripture out by longhand in, in a notebook because I wanted it in me. I wanted it to become a part of the very fabric of who I am so that that Hasatan, the accuser, could not come at me and try to steal my hope from me, right? To me, this is the value of knowing how to study. It's so that I can get it deep inside my own Ruach. Okay, so. Um, oh, cool. Cool, Dan. Yeah, it is. He said, he said he's got, uh, uh, it's true, lots of experience with that. Um, happened two, day goes, two days ago. The camp host, a wonderful couple, gave me extra days to stay here working on my new travel trailer. Oh, favor. Absolutely. That's exactly what he's referring to is that favor, favor with man. And sometimes they don't even know why. It's just because, yeah, it, it, it's a principle from y'all and, and they, we just get favored. So what I saw is when I studied this out, that there are 60, 36 Hebrew equivalent words, which is where I can get the odiote, right. And try to start figuring out how do I make this connection between what's referred to as the old Testament and the new Testament, how, because it's one word, it's one consistent word that we're looking at, right? So I wanted to share this site with you. Let me bring that up. Okay, so this is a favorite site that I go to. Mark it on your computer. It's going to save you just tons and tons of, of time in your studies, okay? You can get almost anywhere with this. All right, studylight.org. Now there are hard copy books that you can do it this way. And hopefully later, I've been trying to collect all them for when I don't have the internet, um, which I believe is coming, you know, but while I have the internet, this makes it super fast and super easy. But I will, I will try in like maybe the next teaching I do or soon thereafter to show you the different books that will do the same thing that I'm showing you how to do on the computer. Okay. So I go to study, studylight.org. Okay. Um, if you were at the home, um, it takes you here. There's lots of different things that they've got here. Right. Okay. But I want to go back to where we were, which is underneath the Bible lexicons now here, underneath home, underneath Bible lexicons, I believe it is under, let's see if it's under Bible study tools. I'm trying to remember how I got to it. Let's see. These are all the encyclopedias, conclusions. 
ordinances. And what I'm looking for is the one that's got the language. It's probably underneath here, language tools, right? Okay, language tools. There's your Greek lexicon. There's your Hebrew lexicon. Okay, so these are the two things that I use on here the very most. So because we're starting with a Greek word, because we found stand therefore in the Greek. Okay, so we've got our Greek number. All the Greek numbers always begin with a G, right? But because we're in the Greek lexicon here, you don't have to put that. I just typed it in so you'd know. The, the Hebrew ones always begin with an H. The Greeks always begin with a G. Okay, so we're in the New Testament. We know that we're dealing with a Greek. So the number was 2476. Okay, I enter my number. I hit go. And it brings me up 2476 right here. So I'm going to hit on this. Oh, it's got me in Aramaic. I don't want to be in the Aramaic. Let's go back. I thought I was in the Greek. Here I am in the Greek. Okay, let's make sure that this has me this time. Sorry. Let's go here. That looks better. There's our word, hestimi, right there. Okay, and it's spelling it out in the Greek. See, it gives us the Thayer's definition, right? So here's where I was able to find that definition that I was able to share with you guys, right? I usually kind of condense them when I'm doing a teaching rather than read the whole thing because they can be extremely repetitive, okay? I love this because it's going to give you the phonetics. Histamine. Histamine, right? Okay. Here's the origin of it, right? Very interesting. Gives, gives us the fact that it's a verb. Here's every single place that we can find it, right? So I, I believe I had put 156, but it's 156 times that it's listed. Here it is in all these places, right? Okay. But here's where it gets really interesting to me. Here's our Hebrew equivalent words. So look at how many are in there. I counted them up. There's 36 of them because it, it's got 37 listings, but it listed one twice. It was probably just clerical error. So you can see right here, here's where we can start making our connections. Uh, Shalom, David. Welcome. So glad to see you here. So I'm going to click on the very first one. It's going to take me right on over to the Hebrew lexical dic dictionary. See, it's going to switch my definition here to the Brown Driver Briggs. So it, we're going to give, um, you know, to divide, to separate, to sever, to set something apart, to make a distinguish, to see that something is different. And isn't that true? When we stand for him, aren't we different, right? That's it's we've separated ourselves. We're on the narrow path right? And so here again, we've got the phonetics. So we can see it gives us the modern print up here, and it even puts in the Masoretic vowel pointings, right? So we have a bet, right? And we know it's a bet because it's got the dagash in the middle of, of it, right? And we know it's an awe sound because of this vowel pointing. And I'm not going to go into to all that. I'm not an expert by any means of, of all that, but I know it is ba and then doll, 
right? And so I know that that the I guess the stronger point, the the accent's going to be on the first part. It's usually that way in Hebrew. So we've got a badal, badal. And let's see, here we can see if my translation or my pronunciation is good at all. Let's see what how they say it. Badal. Badal. Okay, there we go. We also see that this is a primitive root word. And that that becomes very important. And I will try to do some future teachings on why that is important. Okay. And then see it's showing here. If you look something up in Hebrew, you've got your Greek equivalent words. And right down here, we see 2476, histeme, right? So we see that one. That's our original word. It gives every single scripture where this is used in the Old Testament books, right? So, you know, and we're looking for this thing to stand. I also love this. This gives it, goes into more of the pictograph down here with your ancient Hebrew lexicon def definitions. So it's going into right here. We've got it in the pictograph form. There's the bet. There's the Dalit. There's the Lamed, Badal, right? To separate, to piece, okay? To separate or to divide something to divide asunder, severed. Then it'll even go down in here to this uh, Justinius Hebrew and, and the Chaldee definitions, okay? To separate or disjoin, almost like a bone out of joint. <laughs> you know, very interesting to separate two places by a veil or a fence or a wall, okay? And then it gives oh, this whole list of word forms. So, I mean, you could stay, you can see really how with this one tool that we could let me just stop sharing that we could stay on this one word for i mean i could probably teach on this one word stand for the next you know two years if we were going to dig into every single thing but i wanted you guys to see how i do it i hope that that is a blessing to you guys as you dig into your own word studies. Um, I, I've tried on our site, we're adding, a, we've got a resource page. Let me just see if I can bring that up. Real, and, and I'm going to be adding more and more and more of tools, resources I find. Um, we are heartofthetribes.org. Let me bring this. Let me just share my screen with you one more time. So if you look at our site here, www.heartofthetribes with an S on the end.org, you know, it gives, it tells about our programs, right? Everything that we're doing tells you our mission. Um, and then you go over here to resources and on this resources, we're trying to do things that really do build the kingdom. Okay. So we've got different things here. It's just trying to come up, but you can see we've put all kinds of really cool things for you here to be able to enjoy. Um, you know, sometimes I'll sing the priestly blessing. So we've put it here as a, we try, we're trying to make everything that we put lovely so that if you want to print it yourself 
that it's frameable, that it's something that you can enjoy. Oh, good, Oliver. I'm so glad that you did. And I'm, I mean, we've just gotten started, right? We've only, we've only been going for like three months and we've, we've gotten a lot of things accomplished and we're going to be adding so much more to it. I just have stacks and stacks of things that I'm trying to you know, work with James and Lee, and we are trying to make things nice and, and put them as nice resources. So here you can, you can see, you know, we've got things listed in Hebrew, um, just the different names of Yah right here. This is a wonderful resource. We put the entire Aleph Bet here. We've done it in the you know, here's how you pronounce it. Here's, and, and here's what it looks like in the modern. Here's what it looks like in the paleo. Here's the pictograph. Here's the numerical value. It's a two-page document there. Here's the priestly blessing that I sing sometimes for you guys. I put it on a, a document that you can print out and you can learn to sing that with your family. Here's our schedules. Um, this is pretty much over now. So we'll be removing it and we'll be putting up 2023 we're working right now. I've finished it and, and gotten it to James and he's putting finest, final touches on it. Our Taurus, our Taurus schedule will be up here. This is um, the entire 13 page document that I did all about uh, preparing our hearts for the fall feast. And then this is one of my favorites. I used to make banners and take these around. And so this was one of my favorite banners that I did. Uh, I go away. <laughs> My computer's always trying to get me to do something I don't want to do, right? <laughs> so anyway, as it comes up, we tried to put this as one for Shabbat to just to be inspirational. And I, I really like it. But I'll be putting all kinds of things on here. Uh, James and Lee and I will and Robert, you know, whatever we're inspired to do. Robert's not going to be putting probably too many documents. He just shares with us, and which I love. And um I just don't see it coming up yet, but let me just go back here. I'll just have to show it to you from here. Maybe if I do it this way, it, it basically, it just says it's a, a day to rest, a day to rejoice, a day to call a delight, a day to ride upon the high places, a day to be refreshed. And I can't quite uh, read the rest of it, but it's a nice document and and so I hope you guys will enjoy that. These here, these are just some of my favorite different sites that I go to for learning different things. Here's a document that I did with understanding that whole concept of, of the uh, Pardes, right? The um, Pashat, Ramez, uh, uh, Duresh, and Sod. Okay. And, and it, it just kind of explains that. Then Laura Lee had put some things here too, also uh, by the Good Samaritan. And here even, you know, I don't know if you guys have been watching me for a while, you know, I love to work with essential oils and herbs and things like that. And so I had made a really nice fall warm shalom room spray. And so we're putting things like that on here you know, I make my own soap, my own lotions, all kinds of things that that we make. And so different things that maybe enhance immunity and other things we're going to be putting on there. So it, I hope I, we're trying to make this a really good resource for everybody. And I hope that you guys 
will find it such. And please feel free to email me anytime. You know, if you have some suggestions or there's things you want to see, you can always contact me or um, James. Let me put my here is my email right there. It is heart of the tribe at protonmail.com. You know, we were, we were, I was heart of the tribe when it was just me. And now that there's a bunch of us, it's heart of the tribes. <laughs> so my own show is just heart of the tribe, but uh, you know, when it's everybody, it's heart of the tribes. All right. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. Um, I, it was fun for me to bring it to you. And I, I'm not sure when my next installation will be, but I will be doing another one. I'm trying to kind of figure out my schedule. I'm also going to be adding a history type show to where we really dig into more aspects of the history of Yasharel. So I, I hope this is a blessing to you guys and hope to see you again the next time I'm on. Shalom. Oh.